Since I saw you last, my uh, wife and I, we had our third baby, and I, uh, I should say that my, uh, thank you, um, don't clap for me, I should say my, my wife did the having part, but I was there for moral support, uh, I tried to be an encouragement the best that I could, but my house has been a little different this year, we've had a lot going on, a lot of uh, dirty diapers and swaddles and some uh, waking up in the night, and I'm, I do my best to help out where where I can. But taking care of a baby has been a whole different experience at Christmas. You know, I'm starting to see some contradictions in those songs about silent night and deep and dreamless sleep. I'm thinking, I don't know where that comes from. Uh, and it's been a really good visual, though, for my kids. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old to tell them about baby Jesus, except my son, he's two, starting to get confused. He thinks that we had baby Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to tell them that's not quite how it, how it played out exactly. But, you know, spending these nights holding a newborn the past week have been so startling and just a visual reminder to me of the wonder of Christmas and how kind of amazing and even slightly ridiculous this whole story is. I mean, to think that all of this, the whole reason you and I left in like 20-degree weather to come here is because of a baby. Born 2,000 years ago in a continent that many of us may have never even been on and spoke a language none of us probably understand so long ago. And yet, the whole world pauses to celebrate. And behind all the lights and the food and the movies and the music and the celebration and the family and the gifts is this baby, a baby named Jesus. Why do we make such a big deal about A baby, particularly one that lived and was born so long ago. I mean, a lot of people have been born. A lot of really important people have been born throughout history. We've done great, great things. But why this baby? Still today, are we doing this? Well, it's because we believe, and I believe, that the baby Jesus was not just born to be a good teacher or to be a moral influencer or some kind of world revolutionary, but we believe that Jesus was God and that he is still God today, that he was God in a human body. And that's what I want to show you for just a few minutes this evening. Uh, we learn this truth about Jesus being God in a lot of places in the Bible. They go to great lengths to show us that. But I want to show you one place we see in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1. It's one of the stories of the birth of Jesus. And from the very beginning, the Gospel writers want us to see that there is something incredibly unique about this baby being born, something that has never happened in the history of the world. So let me read this for you. This is Matthew's account of the birth of Christ, Matthew 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let me show you really quickly just three things we see right there that point us to the fact that Jesus was God. Here's the first thing. 
We see that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. It's an amazing, miraculous point and often gets kind of lost. We may wonder, what does Mary's being a virgin have to do? We sing about it, we hear it in songs, we slightly dance around it with our kids. Like, how do we explain this? But that fact is not just a nice little fancy detail. It's actually a key to the whole story. Because if Jesus had been born, just like you and me, from a human man and a human woman, then he would have inherited a sin nature, just like we did. But because his father was not Joseph, but his father was God himself, Jesus was born in sinless perfection. So being conceived by the Holy Spirit tells us that he was God. Second thing that points us to Jesus' divinity is the fact that the angel tells Joseph that he will save his people from their sins. Just like 2,000 years ago, the ultimate problem we have in our world today is sin. That's the reason everything is broken and as messed up as it's ever been. It's because of sin. And yet, the original readers, they would have understand this, this significance that, that only God could fix and take away someone's sins. No human being could do that. The name Jesus, in fact, means Yahweh, or the Lord, saves. So the angel was telling him that this would be God in a human body who would save people. And the third thing we see that points us to the fact of Jesus' divinity is the name that he calls him, which is Emmanuel, God with us. It's amazing. In the Old Testament, the Jewish people understood God to be distant, to be high and lifted up. He was always behind a curtain or in a temple or in a burning bush or speaking from a prophet or sending down an angel. But for God to come here, That was impossible in their minds. That was scandalous to think that God would leave heaven and come down here and take on flesh like us. I mean, that was impossible in their minds, but that's what he says. He says, this will not be God coming, uh, sending to us. This will be God with us. He, Jesus, was God. So this is why everything revolves around the baby in the manger. This is why we make such a big deal. This is why Christmas is called Christ. Must, because God came here to us as one of us. Can you just think for a moment how crazy that concept is? Like the one who holds up the world becoming an infant who cannot hold up his own head. The one who feeds the birds of the sky needing someone else to feed him. The infinite, all-powerful, uncreated one requiring a diaper change. You think about that change of the diaper of the Son of God? I mean, the whole thing is, is, is insane. Why would God do this? If this was God in a human, why would he do it this way? I don't know about you, but if it were me and God was going to come down, I would have had a big light show, electric guitars, bald eagles, a stadium packed. Why? Why did God do it this way? Well, here's why. God came for you to become like you, to save you. God loves you. Do you know that? God loves you. He wants to know you. And he wants to save you from your sins so that you can come to him. And when we could not get to him, we couldn't be good enough. We're all sinners, including me. We couldn't get to God. He came down to us. He left the perfect heaven where he was in perfect peace and perfect joy and being worshipped by angels above. He left all that and come down here. I've heard it described like this. It's like if God were to come to you and say, all right, I need you to leave your family and your job and your friends and your house and your car and all your stuff, and I want you to become a cockroach. 
wow, that's, that's, that's pretty tall, tall order to give all that up, to become a little insect on the ground. That's, just, and that doesn't even compare, really, to what Jesus did leaving heaven to come to earth. That's how radical of a step down it was. But that's what he did for you. And he not only did that, he didn't stay a baby. He lived the perfect life. He died on the cross for our sins, and he rose from the dead. He accomplished everything we need to have a relationship with God. He did everything so that you could know him. And he says that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will be saved. Be saved. You become a new creation. You have a new life. And when you die, you spend eternity with God forever. So here's what all this means. The truth of Christmas means that every single one of us in this room must answer a question. What do you believe about the baby in the manger? We all know the story. We see it everywhere. But what do you believe about that baby? Is he the greatest con man to ever walk this earth? He just made this whole thing up and duped all of us to celebrating every year something that was untrue? Or was he telling the truth? Will you dismiss him, reject him, despise him? Many have. Or will you call him your God and your Lord? Tonight, I want to give you an opportunity to trust in Jesus for yourself. If God's leading you, would you you bow your head and close your eyes with me? Right now, if you've never made that decision for yourself, maybe you grew up in church, you've been to church, you heard the story, but you never for yourself said, God, I believe, I believe and I trust in you and I ask you to save me. I want you to pray silently in your own words. Just pray, dear God, I confess to you I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. But I know you sent Jesus for me. I believe he was born and lived. That he died on the cross for my sins. And rose from the dead. And today, I give you my life. I surrender to trust in Jesus. And to follow him forever. Amen.